0: We're in the book of Proverbs. I um, am just going to go through some verses and just make a few comments on these verses out of Proverbs 16. And we're going to close in prayer tonight, um, looking at Second Chronicles chapter 7, 14. Our country, our land, our people need God, um, obviously. Where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Whether that's racism, whether it's uh, inequality, uh, financial duress, it doesn't matter what's going on. The answer is God. Um, No question about it. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's look at some thoughts out of the book of Proverbs chapter 16. Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Your mercy and grace. And I pray, Lord, for every person in this building and every person watching online. God, whatever weighs heavy on their hearts, I pray for an undergirding of the Holy Spirit of God to move into their life, into their emotions. God, bring healing. God, into their minds, bring peace. God, we give you praise. Lord, we believe that your soon return is not far away. (laughs) We thank you, Lord God, that much of what we see, we believe, falls right in line with events that will happen before your return lord you said look up rejoice your redemption draweth nigh and god we know our redemption draws nigh, nigh that we know but lord our hearts our hearts go out to those who don't know you our heart goes out to our country that we want healed this world Lord, that needs a, a revival, people to come to you. Lord, we know that's happening on levels we, we are not even aware of, but God, we pray for a worldwide, supernatural, sweeping into the kingdom of God, millions upon millions and millions and millions of human lives. God, we thank you our job is to fill heaven and to rob every soul we can from hell. And we gave you praise for that. And we ask you to help us be a part of just doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says, commit, commit your works. Commit your works to the Lord. Commit your work to the Lord. What kind of work do you do? What kind of ministry are you involved in? And even if it's some uh, work that you may not deem, uh, uh, you know, something bragging rights, listen, whatever it is, you are to commit your work to the Lord. You are to work as unto the Lord. And uh, regardless of what they pay you, you are still, you're in one real scriptural reality uh, people that work here at Faith Assembly, they don't work for Faith Assembly. They work for the Lord. This is, uh, it, you know, it's a prime example here. I think most people know that. I don't. I don't think they always acknowledge it, and that goes for me too. Uh, there are certain time lapses, but regardless of where you work, post office, uh, retail, uh, no matter what it is, you do it as unto the Lord. And that's an exciting thing when you come to realize, I'm not working for this store. I work for the Lord. He sent me to there on assignment, and uh, I'm making a salary or a drawing uh, paycheck. But I am there to influence others. I am there, yes, to do my job and do it as well as I possibly can and do it as unto the Lord. So therefore, I will be on time. I will work hard. I will not goof off. I will work unto the Lord, and I will do so with all my might, strength, and heart. Commit your works to the Lord. I I want to see uh, this church and everyone in it as a whole, I mean, moving forward, not just uh, spiritually, but I want you moving forward economically. And I believe that one of the main ways you're going to do that is that you change your attitude. You're not working for a restaurant. You're not working for Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I went into a Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. There was a young lady there that hadn't seen in a while, she's attended our church off and on, her family for years, and she was behind the counter and uh, sees me and runs around and gives me a hug. I'm afraid she's gonna get into trouble, but uh, gave me a hug and went back and, and uh, I, 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 I almost sinned. I asked for a cappuccino blast. Does anybody know what a cappuccino blast is? from Dunkin Donuts, uh, uh, Baskin Robbins. You don't know what a cappuccino blast is? Just leave them alone. They're addicted, all right? Just leave them alone. Um, we made the mistake of having our first one in several years a couple of weeks ago. We split it, and here I am, all of a sudden, feeling, I need a cappuccino blast. And when I asked her, she said, sure. Then she turned to the other lady, and they said, no, we don't have any here. So uh, I felt obligated to get a donut. All right, so anyway. no matter if she's working at Dunkin' Donuts, she is an uh, emissary, a worker unto the Lord at Dunkin' Donuts. And so, we want to move forward in our jobs, and our work, and our work ethic. We want to do it as unto the Lord. We're not doing it because it's dictated to us. No, that's why we go above and beyond what is dictated to us at our job, because we want want to please the lord first and foremost. Maybe that's for somebody, maybe it's for a lot of people because you're you're angry at someone at work. You, they've done something. They made you do something at work and no matter what it is, you need to change your attitude. Uh, I'm sure nobody here has got this problem. It's you online that got this problem, alright? So, whoever you are out there, you need to realize, no, change your attitude. Do it as unto the Lord and as if he were standing right next to you, you would be pleasing to him. And say amen. All right? Online. All right. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. And so as We commit our work, our ministry to the Lord, our thoughts. God establishes our thoughts because our thoughts are on him. Our thoughts are pleasing him and working as unto him. And so he establishes that thought process in our minds minds, and makes it a basis of which to move forward in the kingdom of God. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, so, you know, when a man's ways please the Lord, we're working to the Lord, we're doing our life pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace With him. The true disciple is a peacemaker. A true disciple doesn't stir up problems. A true disciple is not a drama queen or king, all right? Uh, They don't like drama. Say not one amen. I mean, online, I'm sure somebody out there, you're all spiritual out there, right? Apparently, they, they're, anyway, pray for these people here, right? So, um, So, the true disciple is a peacemaker as Jesus taught his followers to be. And uh, there you go. There's a good amen, All right? The true disciple is a peacemaker. He is looking to bring peace wherever he or she can. A true disciple is a peacemaker. Peacemaker. He wants to make peace. He's uh, not uh, inflaming situations. Uh, he's not uh, saying things, or they're not saying things that are going to stir the pot. Um, you know, even as a husband and a wife, uh, I know uh, husbands and wives get into little arguments every now and then. Um, No, not you. All right, just these online. All right, so anyway, nobody here does it, but uh, every couple at some time or another, if you've been married for more than five minutes, all right, you probably have had a little spat in your relationship. And so if you are a peacemaker, you immediately, both of you, look for ways to calm the storm and to bring things down. Like the little girl on the video we showed a couple times over the years. Uh, bring things down, you know? Not all the way to the floor, but middle, right in the middle. Uh, be calm and bring the, what she was saying was, mom and dad, you need to quit raising your voice and yelling, at it, bring things down. All right, so uh, she's a peacemaker. Mom and dad needs to get the act together. Some of you have no idea what video I'm talking about. All right. So, anyway, uh, you're a peacemaker. So, if you're having a spat, the last thing you do or say is say something that you know there's a term for it. Get their goat. I don't know where that term came from. Uh, some of you probably never used it before in your life, but we used it growing up. Uh, it was a Grand Ridge thing. All right, so uh, he, he got their goat. Um, and I, and I, maybe it's because goats have horns and goats will uh, push back against you. If you. anybody here ever had a goat? All right. Uh, aren't they. I, don't, I think they're useless, all right? So anyway, um, we had goats. Uh, my uncle had one. It was a milk goat, and uh, he had ulcers, and it helped his ulcers. But goats, I, I don't know why Dad bought them. But one thing about a goat, and maybe this is where the saying came from, they would have horns, and, and you would go up to them, and you could hold their horns, and immediately they would start pushing against you and pushing back, and uh, they wouldn't just back up and run off. No, these little goat little things would would push against you, and maybe that's what people do. They say things, uh, and uh, the goat in their husband pushes back at them and uh, pushes against them, and then both of them are pushing against each other Bring it down, all right? Bring it down. The true disciple is a peacemaker. A true disciple is a peacemaker online. There you go. uh, You need to say amen, all right? You're just sitting there, all right? So say amen. All right, Jesus taught his followers to be peacemakers. Bring peacemakers peace. Don't inflame. Don't be a drama queen. Uh, don't don't uh, be somebody that others are like, oh, no, they're coming. Oh, my goodness. No. When you're invited, people should say, I can't wait till they get here. You know, if you're the person that they're like, oh, dear God, they're coming, then you need to change you need to bring it down, all right? You need to be nice. The next time you show up, you need to act like you got saved, all right? So, I'm just saying, I, I, right before I left the house today, I got a knock on the door, and it was my next-door neighbor's uh, son. Uh, he's uh, Owen. He's about, I don't know, 24 or so. He's got an invitation for Alice and I to come to their, his grandparents' 50th, wedding uh, party on Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. They invited me and Alice because they like us. We're peacemakers in the neighborhood. You know, Uh, yes, he's got something on my property line. And uh, I didn't go over there and say to him, hey, dude, you are not going to get on. This is my property. I paid for it. And just get your old brick right off of it, all right? No. I told him, hey, you want to even uh, use part of my property for your son to play basketball? Put the hoop right there. I mean, yes, the grass was going to die. What was I thinking? All right. So anyway, but at the same time, I will gladly make allowances to have a dry spot on my yard to be a blessing to my neighbor who had nowhere to put the goal. you got to be a peacemaker. It's no wonder they invited me. It's no wonder they don't want to invite us every day for dinner, for heaven's sakes. We're nice people. And that's the way every, aren't we nice most of the time? All right, all right, just about 99.9% of the time. There may be a few that, hey, I don't want to invite the pastor over, all right? So anyway, but they should, everybody in your family, people that know you should look forward to you visiting them, seeing them because you're a bright spot in their day. Say amen, all right? Don't be a dark spot in their day. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love, oh, does this verse ever relevant right now? But I say to you, love your enemies. Jesus said this. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Now, as a man, I've been cursed out a few times in my life. Not lately. uh, Not to my face, at least. But... I've been cursed out before. Anybody here ever been cursed out? How many of you cussed back? Hands dropped suddenly. All right, so except for a couple. All right. Um, Still working on you. I know God's still working on you. So uh, bless those who curse you. Men do not like to be cursed. Men don't like to have somebody get up in their face. Men, if somebody came over and slapped us, And I think that's why Jesus used that illustration. Slaps us, oh, yeah, we're going to be just like, sure. There's the other one. Go right ahead. I would love to be slapped twice. Jesus made statements because they were needed. Men, the thought of being slapped by someone. Don't try it either, okay? Don't test me. Um, but men don't like to be slapped. They don't like to be cussed. I've been cussed out a few times in my life and I didn't like it. I was a Christian. I was one, the first time I ever got cussed out other than growing up and teenagers just cussing at each other. But the first time I really got cussed out by somebody I didn't even know, I had a paper out the note on the last guy that had the paper out said, do not go to this man's house to collect money. There was a reason for that statement being on the notes that he left me. But I had worked the job for a while, and I was ready to close the accounts out, and I needed to close them all out, and so I needed to go to his house and get the money. So I ignored the note, and I went to his house. Knocked on the door. Um, He came to the door, and he found out what I wanted, and he said, you blankety-blankety-blank, blank, 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 blank. I was a Bible college student studying for the ministry. There was an opportunity there to be a peacemaker. I just turned in stunned silence and walked away in a daze. Walked to the end of the driveway and this thought hit me. It wasn't from God. Uh, This thought hit me to go back and tell him, would you talk to someone if I'm a I'm studying for the ministry. I thought that was going to be, I thought he was going to just like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're studying for the ministry? My grandfather was a minister. And so he, I come back, and I knock on the door again. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, once, stupid twice. All right, so I knock on the door twice, and I said, Sir, would you talk like that to somebody? who's going to be a pastor? Uh, The answer is yes, he would. Okay, and so, uh, and yes, he did. And uh, whereupon I left the scene of the crime and never returned, all right? So, cussed out. I've forgiven him. He's going to burn in hell, but he is, uh, (laughs) no, hopefully, hopefully, At that moment, I did want him to burn, but uh, I grew up spiritually, and I hope he's made heaven. I hope. Because when I get to heaven, I hope this man runs up to me and says, hey, I'm the one that cussed you. And falls at my feet and says, please forgive me. Get up, you old saint. All right, so anyway, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Do you know anybody that hates you? Anybody here? Anybody online? Do you? Can you think of somebody that hates you right now? Anybody hates you? Do you hate anybody? No, nobody hates anybody. Nobody. Nobody hates anybody. Nobody knows anybody hates you. This is good. I don't believe it, but this is good. So. I am sure there's somebody. All right, so pray for those who spitefully, they hurt you, they annoy you, they offend you, they do it for spite. Pray for those who spitefully use you, use you, and persecute you, (laughs) dear God. Oh, Jesus was really trying to make us rise to another level. And only by his grace... Do you realize we can do all these things through Christ who strengthens us? We can love our enemies. We can bless the one who just cussed us out. We can do good to those who actually hate us. And we can actually pray for those who spitefully use us. Wow. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Divine direction. Divine direction is an absolute essential thing for our lives. Someone emailed me a couple weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, and they said, Pastor, I was about to leave when you said something that really gripped my heart because I said most of the times that I have desperately needed a word from God in vital and important uh, situations throughout ministry time has been when I was praying in the Spirit. Um, I meant it then, and I mean it now. And when they heard that, that struck a chord in their lives because they thought, wow, I need to hear from God, and I need to pray in the Spirit because God is no respecter of persons. Divine direction is something we all need. Right now, some of you, you need divine direction. It may not be a you know, a building program, but you need direction just as much and just you feel it just as desperately as I've felt it at times in my own life. It may be on a smaller scale uh, that would amount to what others think, but it doesn't matter. If it's a thing pressing upon you and stirring your heart, you need an answer. You need divine direction and God wants to give it to you. Say amen. Proverbs 16, 12. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. So, I mean, God sets uh, powers in place, not the, he sets and establishes order. He doesn't necessarily place the particular person, I mean, that he wants because it's an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. Uh, someone's born into a royal family, they become king. Uh, if they do wickedness, it's an abomination to God and uh, someone votes someone in that's wicked, that's an abomination to God. For a throne is established by righteousness. People in places of authority are there to establish righteousness or right-doing. Righteousness is the only sure support or foundation for a throne. Right-doing, righteousness. And uh, dear God, have mercy. Uh, America needs God's righteousness. Proverbs 16, verse 14. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will. We'll appease it. Let's bring it down to a level. We don't really have a king. And, and uh, you know, even the, uh, like in England, you know, they've got a queen mother. But she doesn't really rule. Parliament really dictates. And the prime minister, she is involved. But it's, uh, it's a stamp, all right? So she's not really the one um, directing things. So a king's wrath. Let's bring it down to someone in your own life that has a place of authority. And they are filled with anger. They're making decisions, pressing it upon you that you don't agree with or it's grievous to you. It's unrighteous to start with. So, what do you do? The Bible says a wise man or woman, a wise man will appease it. Um, That means everything from listening, analyzing, asking for wisdom. Are you asking for wisdom on a regular basis? You're asking for wisdom, and then you are assessing the situation, and you are asking, God, God help me. Give me wisdom. This person is angry. Why do, ask yourself, why do most people in authority get angry? Why do most people in authority get angry? Uh, One is the boss at your job. Get angry. Maybe it's probably most of the time it's staff or employee related. Somebody's made a mistake. Maybe the systems were in need of repair, but things didn't go well. So uh, uh, they are angry about it. So you listen and your goal is twofold. Your goal is to diminish the cause of anger And uh, then your goal is to make that person lose that wrath by diminishing the cause of anger. And you cause that person to go from wrath to acting normal again. So that's a process of figuring out how to get what this person wants because obviously they haven't got what they wanted or they wouldn't be angry. So... Think about things. Don't just react and leave and go, oh, I can't believe they acted that way. No, come up with a plan. Come up with a plan to fix it if you possibly can. Or maybe it was in your office and or your business and it was somebody else, but you see it. You're kind of an outside person and an employee. It wasn't really your department, but maybe God wants to use you, even though you may not get the credit to instill wisdom into somebody else that can look good and solve the issue. So regardless of who gets a credit, we want the problem solved, amen? We don't want, we're not looking for the credit. If it comes, it comes, but we're not looking for credit. We're not uh, doing it for that reason. We're doing it to bring about a peaceful resolution to a situation we're involved in, the job we work at. The wise person has the prudence not to incur such wrath. He does the king's bidding and accomplishes his task So, ask yourself, what's going to make this person, just like when a boss uh, or a person, woman, boss, whoever, says to the reception, tell them I'm not here. And you're a Christian. See, you've got to use the wisdom of God because the person, the boss, doesn't want to be disturbed or doesn't want to talk to that person. So, what are you going to do? Lie, say what the boss said, Come up with an answer that is going to solve that person's request to not talk to that person without lying about it. We have got to do everything we can to not lie. Our words need to be words of truth. That's why, if you ask my wife, you know, when we tried to have surprise parties and, you know, and somebody suggested, oh, why don't we tell them a lie? And I'm like, absolutely not. We're not going to tell them a lie just to surprise them. Liars go to hell. No, we're not doing that. And so, um, you know, anyway, that's a whole other story with practicing lying and being a liar. Um, but we're not to tell lies. We don't fall into the trap of just starting to make up things that are not true. All right. So, uh, enough of that. Proverbs chapter 16, 18, and 19. Ah, everybody knows this. Pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before a fall, and a haughty, haughty spirit before a fall. Do you realize that most people, I'm not talking about Christians, most people like it when someone prideful falls. They kind of like it. Uh, Someone that's haughty, you know, when they fall, they kind of like it. Uh, Christians, we're not supposed to act that way, all right? We're not supposed to, you know, like Ho-ho-ho-ho. no, um, We're not supposed to treat people in the same way we did before we got saved. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. So it's better to be poor than and and uh, not be hang around with the haughty and those who have. Um, this world's goods. Pride. You know, uh, people on a regular basis have said to me over the years, you know, we, we we think you're humble. Well, how can you not be humble when you know that anything God has used you to accomplish was because of him and not you? And so it's easy to be humble when you realize that you weren't responsible for what he did through you because if he hadn't done it through you he could have done it through somebody else so we don't we have no basis of pride why would you have a basis of pride and, and those online why would you have a basis of pride for heaven's sakes we have no basis of pride and that's why we should always look to deflect praise if we get praise, we say, well, let me tell you something. If it weren't for God, our first thing goes to deflect praise to God. Let me just tell you, we need to praise God because if it weren't for God, this wouldn't have happened. Then we can also include some others. We can say, yeah, then thank God for a wife that stood with me. And, and, and on top of that, it's really... Like tonight, when we said we sent $5,000 to Honduras. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. Bill's going to find out. I don't know if we've told him already, but Bill's going to find out. And he's going to email me, thank you, Carl, so much. I get the credit. But I just told you tonight, why were we able to do that? Because of me? No, I said... Because of you. Because it was your money. You all contributed. And whatever you have contributed added together to make enough money to send to Honduras. It wasn't my money. It was all of our money. See? and But I may get the credit, but I've got enough sense to know that I I didn't write the check. Now, I, I give. Certainly, we give. We give. Uh, you know, we believe in giving. But... Uh, that's why we preach and teach giving, because of the joy of giving, and the privilege, and the responsibility of giving, and to be able to help in situations like this. But deflect praise. That's a And so, um, so, deflect praise, and um, do it to your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents. I mean, think about it. If it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't even be here. So, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. So, dear Lord, you know, found out, you know, that uh, mom liked uh, uh, somebody else before she liked my dad. And then when my dad passed away years and years ago, about 20 years later, my sister said, you like so-and-so, don't you? And she got all sheepish and said, yes. And uh, I'm like, oh, my Lord, I could have, been his son, but I wouldn't be his son because I wouldn't have been me, and so anyway, I'd have been somebody else. So if it hadn't been for my dad, I wouldn't be here. So I mean, you can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on and, on and thanking, deflecting. Uh, after all, we just are here by God's divine appointment and grace. Think about it. Oh my goodness. Wow, wow. How could we get prideful when we really start to consider what God has brought about? And even, you know, when one person ends up marrying somebody, you know, that maybe was a second or third choice, I'm not talking about my mom now. All right, so anyway, uh, but um, um, she's in heaven. She can date up there, whoever she wants to. All right, no, I'm kidding. You don't date in heaven. All right, so anyway, all right, just testing your theology. Um, But pride, what a terrible thing. That's when we start thinking we are responsible. We did this. My God. My God, my God, my God. When people say things to you, I mean, you know, think about it. Somebody may be born what man or woman considers beautiful, and they walk up and stand and act hoity toity as if they had anything to do with it. They just came out of the birth canal. They didn't have anything to do with it. If they are judged that way by mankind, they should thank God. But all of us should thank God. We are beautifully made in His image, all of us. It's not how man judges us. It's how God depicts us. Bow your heads with us, please. Father... In the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God Almighty, help us. Help us, oh, Lord God, to be pleasing to you above all else. I pray for every person listening, watching this broadcast online, every person here, Holy Spirit of God, Holy Spirit of God. Holy, 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 Holy Spirit of God. Lord, if we got on our face before you right now and thanked you till the sun came up in the morning, it would fall short, so very short of what you deserve of our praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We simply say thank you, thank you, thank you. God, forgive us for complaining. Forgive us, O Lord God, for acting like Things are so bad because things around us may be bad, but, God, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed in so many ways. God, help us to count our blessings. Jesus, help our thoughts to center on our blessing, not on that which would cause us to become discouraged, depressed, God, change our minds. Turn it into, oh, Lord God, thoughts of blessing. God, I pray for every person in this room, on this platform, watching. God, get a hold of us. Move by your Spirit upon us. Change us. I pray, God... For your mercy and grace, in Jesus' name, Lord. And I ask you for any watching online and any in this building that may not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray this very night they would say yes. They would stop making excuses. They would stop ignoring you. God, they would say yes tonight. God, help them to stop putting off the greatest decision of their life. God, I thank you for that. I pray you move and press upon their lives, their need of Christ. In Jesus' name, stand with us, please. All over the building, stand with us. And we're going to open these altars, and there's plenty of room down here. And uh, If you're in this building tonight, you don't know Christ? What in the world? I mean, we are moving closer and closer to the return of Christ I'm just you know and people would say you know I I saw a post the other day that said somebody carrying a, a sign that said if Jesus comes again or something like this if Jesus comes back kill him again and I thought to myself that person has no idea what they're saying Somebody needs to lovingly share Christ with that person. That person is not beyond reach of Christ. <laughs> that person is not destined for hell because he carried that sign. All he did, you know what he did when he carried that sign? He put a bullseye on his life by the Holy, for the Holy Spirit. That's what he did. He's like, the Holy Spirit's like, oh yeah, well. We're going to send somebody. We're going to fix this one. Uh, no, there's God's got a plan already. Ooh, he already had one before he carried the sign. Don't let the sign make you mad. Just like, oh, my first thought was, ah. Uh. Then it's like, oh, God's going to get him. God's going to get him. These altars are open. I'm going to quit talking. These altars are open. If you need Christ, come. If you need change of heart, come. You need to to ask God in any area of your life to quit being the drama of the party and start being the blessing of the party, come, all right? Because that's not what God has for your life. So lead us, Pastor John. These altars are open. If you need prayer, you've got a healing you need in your life. Feel free to come, physical healing or otherwise. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. My God and my Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Oh, prando We're welcome in this place. In this God, place. God. God oh, Almighty, Lord, is it a prayer to me? Yes, God, Almighty God. Yes, God. to oh, Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Prachit, O Prachit, Ovahe Shivaate. Oh my God, Almighty Lord. Father God Almighty, we honor you. We bless you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God forever. Uh, Tonight, as we close, we're going to put a scripture, 2 Chronicles, up on the screen. So, guys, if you've got it, put it up there. Let me read it i was sitting in the prayer room and this is on the wall and I've seen it many, many, many times as I look over and see it. If my people, that's you and I, those of you online, if my people who are called by my name, Christians, Christ's followers, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and what? Turn from their unrighteous ways then then four conditions then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their what sins and heal their country wow praise God for those of you that need to leave God bless you richly For those of you that want to just sit down for a couple minutes before you walk out of this building and look at that verse and contemplate upon it and say, God, help me. I want to be a part of healing our land. And if that's the case, why don't you just feel free to sit there a few minutes and do so, all right? Pastor John, lead us in another course. God bless you. If you need to slip out, feel free to do so.